What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Brotherly Love in the District. Tristan here, along with Jacob, and I'm excited because we have an Eagles football game on tonight, although this probably won't be coming out until Friday morning, so you'll get to hear our guesses and stuff about it, but it will probably not really affect up until tomorrow morning. So, But Jacob, you want to go ahead and tell them about what else we're getting into today? Yeah, in the NFL, there's big news with the obviously the John Gruden um, controversy we're not going to go too in depth on that but we're going to mention it and I'm going to talk about how the email stemmed from the Dan Schneider reports we're obviously going to look at each other's um each other's games of this past week and the upcoming and then and the NHL hockey is finally back the Washington Capitals played their Rangers last night in a very impressive performance um <clears throat> and finally on the MLB the playoffs have been going going on and me and Tristan so far have been very wrong in terms of our predictions. I don't think we've gotten a single one correct. No, we haven't. And it'll all depend on yeah. tonight. We we do. I think the lot, I think game five of the Dodgers is tonight. So yeah, lots to get into. Uh, so first off, let's start uh, where we normally do at the, uh, in the NFL. And we'll start off with last week. First off, I want to talk about the Washington game because your defense made Jameis Winston look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. He was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in week five that there was. He had 15 completions for 279 yards and four touchdowns. The only person who did even close to that, like, um, remotely close to that was Josh Allen, who actually did better. He had 15 completions for over 300 yards and I believe three touchdowns. I don't think he had four. But yeah, he made your, he made your defense. Your defense made him look like a pro bowler. Yeah, and it's like it, our defensive line didn't even that bad but a few sacks turnovers it's our secondary and our linebackers Holland should not be getting a lot of play time anymore that man is getting burned over first touchdown was in the middle yeah it was an over the middle touchdown why was he covering that it's clear he doesn't have the same leg since his injury it's that was a frustrating game to watch because it was winnable it was it, really winnable. it was it was but, a close game the entire time but I mean, Jameis Winston just shredded you guys. A lot of his, uh, a lot of his yards did come from that one long pass mm-hmm. to Harris for it was a seventy-two yard touchdown, I believe. Yeah, where Landon Collins got burnt. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of the stuff did come from there. Uh, and I think if you guys were able to capitalize on some of your red zone opportunities instead of kicking as many field goals as you did yeah we're definitely missing um logan thomas and curtis samuel we it'd be nice to have him fully back he was in the game for a little bit but then he went out but i'm not i'm not mad at the offense we can't carry the game like every single week like we have been our defense at some point is gonna need to step up I, I want to say there was 
Oh, I actually need to pull up the stats here. Uh, I wanted to look at Antonio Gibson had 20 carries, which was something that you guys wanted to do more was rush more. He had 20 carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. I'd say he was pretty darn good in this game. Yeah, he had a very good he had a very good game. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson is actually huge for you guys. Mm-hmm. And he is a uh, big running back. He was, he was a slot receiver in, at Memphis before he came into the draft. And which is huge because that means he has good hands coming out of the backfield. Yeah, I would like to see him, our running backs, be incorporated a little more in our offense in terms of like passing, like just throwing um, passes under him instead of Heineke always like seeming like he has to force things into the end zone. Uh, and then the other, the last thing that I wanted to look at was in the second quarter uh, when Terry McLaurin had that pass to him on the sideline and what looked like definitely a pass interference, what looked like kind of like a horse collar. Did, did that not get called? It did not. They that, just called it an incomplete pass. It was really, really close to being caught. It was about a few inches away from being caught. His toe just hit the white line. Uh, but Marcus Williams came in there uh, looking to take his head. My goodness. Uh, yeah frustrating game to watch to say the least hey you got it right though you said new orleans would win and they did yeah i uh i picked washington to win and that was the wrong thing uh going over to the eagles game and this is this is I a whole game to talk about. the the first half was a terrible half of football it was well, awful the offense was not clicking at all the fact that we went to halftime only down i believe we went to halftime only down 15 to 6 but we should have went down a lot we should have went into halftime down a lot more javon hargrave is producing so much right now on the interior line with fletcher cox him and fletcher cox might be one of the best d tackle combos in the league right now the they just wreck havoc in the middle on the interior D line. They made they made Sam Darnold uncomfortable all day, and I think that's a big reason on why we were able to stay in the game as well as we did was because of the pressure that we were putting on Sam Darnold the entire time. Made him flustered, made him uncomfortable. He threw three interceptions, which I never thought the Eagles could do that you in like the, a season. You um, made him look like the Sam Darnold of old. Yeah. They they didn't. That's I we thought that was a product of the Jets, but I mean he's he did not look great in this game. Although it was a very very winnable game, the rush the rushing defense was not great. Chuba Hubbard had an amazing game rushing. He didn't score any touchdowns, but I believe he ran for 126 on us, so he still had a pretty good game. But uh, him and McCaffrey was the difference maker there because if Sam Darnold had McCaffrey, we were getting shredded. Uh, Chuba Hubbard just isn't as good out of the backfield catching the ball as McCaffrey is. So it was, it was 101 he rushed for. So, uh, but he's not as good 
he's not as good out as the backfield receiving the ball. Uh, but yeah, that first half after the interception we got that put us in the red zone where we should have scored a touchdown. Where again we left points on the board with uh, getting a touchdown and Greg Ward did a pick play and this time he didn't even try to disguise it. He ran over and pushed like blocked this guy in this pick play and there was no reason to touch him because all you have to do you just have to stand in his way you don't have to touch him just get in his way and let him try to run around you and we're leaving points on the board there that should have been a touchdown but it wasn't uh so that after that it was downhill for the rest of the half they they looked decent going into the half but that game was a terrible game to watch and the only reason we won was that last 10 minutes of the fourth quarter where we stopped them. We blocked a punt, came back, went down the field and scored a touchdown too. They, that was a really good looking offense. That's the offense you want to see for the rest of the season. But before that, we do not want to see what they were doing. If they play like that tonight, when they play the bucks, they're getting shredded. The, the defense. It's a good game for your defense. Yeah. The like, defense is yeah. out of their minds. What needs to happen is both sides of the ball need to cooperate and play well in both games because we've had the first two weeks, the defense played well. And in the first week, they schemed it up perfectly for Jalen Hurts and he made the Falcons defense look terrible. So, but the first two weeks, the defense looked amazing. The second, uh, the next two weeks, the defense looked awful, but the offense was able to score some points. Uh, And then this week, the defense looked amazing and the offense luckily stepped it up at the end of the game for the team, but they still didn't look great. And so that's, but a win is a win. It was an ugly win, but a win is a win two and three. Now Uh, we both picked Carolina to win. And so we both got that wrong. So I went 0 and two this week. You went one and one. Yeah. I think, um, you guys definitely should be running the ball more considering Jalen Hurts. It's, seen, it's definitely shown that he's still a developing passer. Three picks, not great. Um, I definitely think you should incorporate more of a run game into your um, – Jalen Hurts only threw one interception. He had no touchdowns, though, and he oh, – I'm thinking of Sam Darnold had yeah, the three Yeah, Sam Darnold threw three picks. The same thing applies. He didn't have a great passing game. I think he should – you guys should try and run the ball more considering that – um. Tampa Bay's defensive line is kind of slow. A lot of them are bigger. Yeah, they're bigger. Um, I think Jalen Hurts should be trying to move around in the pocket more, maybe trying to run some RPOs, try and change up the offense a little bit because it's clear that he's still not – like his passing ability isn't up to par of what you'd hope it to be. So Miles Sanders had 11 carries in this game, though don't be fooled. Don't be fooled, though, because a good four or five of those came at the end of the game when they were already up, and they ended up having to take him out because at the end of the game, uh, he kept on running out of bounds. They kept on pushing him out of bounds, taking him out of bounds, so they took him out and started handing the ball off to Gainwell. But, yeah, he – I don't think they've broken 30 total carries in the last three games altogether, which is awful. He was averaging, averaging almost five yards per carry. Why aren't you handing the ball he's, to him? He's averaging four and a half yards per carry right now. And I looked yesterday. He has 45 rushing attempts, I believe, or 46 rushing attempts on the season, which is 36th in the league, and he only has 200 yards. Yeah, 
understand that like it's more of a passing league and it's more glamorous and you want Jalen Hurts to become a better passer, but you have to give the ball to um, Miles Sanders more. You just, you have to, if you want to do better in games. Yeah, because he's, he's one of the most explosive running backs in the league. And if you give him the ball and let him get, because if you look at it this way, you give him the ball 18 times, maybe uh, you're going to get with the way that he is able to produce explosive plays and big plays like he did last season where he had 375 plus yard rushing touchdowns if you can give him the ball in high high not velocity but giving him the ball a lot and letting him run the ball continuously you figure you might get one or two big runs for the rest of the season and then on top of that you get another in that game you maybe get three four 15 20 yard runs and then the rest of them four or five yard carries. I mean, that's pretty good production from your running back. Uh, so I think that giving him the ball would be a better option. Although I don't know if they're going to do that much in this game because Tampa Bay's linebackers secondary. are insane. And their with, secondary is struggling. We've, we saw that in week one and a lot of them have gotten injured. Yeah. And Devonte Smith looks really sharp right now. He looks like a top 10 pick and, I really think the way he's – some of the hits he's taken makes me think that maybe he isn't as uh, – Fragile. Yeah, maybe he isn't as fragile as he looks like he might be because uh, he's taken some big hits. He had seven receptions for 77 yards in this last game. Uh, also had a two-point conversion. So he looks he looks good. I like the way he's playing. He looks like Jalen Hurst's number one option. Quez Watkins, he's still a young guy. Uh and they need him, they need him to get they need to get him the ball a little bit more, I think, because he can't run the entire route tree, although he can run quite a bit. Uh him and Jalen Rager, I think, need to get a couple more crossers with their speed. I think that'd open up the offense a little bit more. But uh the overall, I think the receivers look pretty decent as for for the upcoming season. Although I don't think they're gonna run the ball much tonight. Uh and I think they're going to be passing a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're going to be trying to pass a lot. One And one last thing I have on the last game and for the rest of the season is that uh, they need to start giving the ball to Dallas Goddard more. They need to give the ball to their playmakers. And Dallas Goddard is a big playmaker. And he just – he had two receptions in this last game. Two receptions for 28 yards at that. Uh, so they need to give Why him – Why are you throwing the ball to him more? Like, I, it's – they need to be throwing him the ball more. They need to be giving the ball to Miles Sanders more. I just feel like there's a lot left to be used on the offense. I think if they start using the offense, the entire offense, then this could be a totally different season. You know, running the ball, not making the offense so one-dimensional. Because if you look at it, I mean, they're the defense can already just go into pass because they know that they're going to pass the ball. We can't run – you can't run play action because you know that they're not going to run the ball. So they just go into pass protection, and they're, they can have seven people out in coverage, and you don't have to worry about it. So that's – they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot by only passing the ball. It seems like you're doing what Washington has, do, has been doing um, when trying to utilize one um, area of the offense. It seems like it's – in detriment of the other one it doesn't seem like we 
either of us can use both running and passing um, together a healthy mix. It always seems like one suffers when using the other. It's, it's very frustrating. I think both of our offenses could be a lot better because we both have good running backs. We have decent wide receivers. We have quarterbacks who can run out, get out of the pocket, extend plays. Our offensive lines, I think yours is better than ours, but ours isn't terrible. So it's just frustrating to watch sometimes. And the, the Eagles offensive line, it's been suffering injuries, but you can see that the fact that they all played last season since there were a ton of injuries. So even though we have injuries, they're still playing well because they all played last season. And I think that actually helps a lot because even though you have, so you have a rookie in Landon Dickerson out there, but Jack Driscoll, who's in his second year, who played last season, uh, Lane Johnson should be coming back this week. Uh, who else? Brett Toth, who played a little bit last season. He's still not quite NFL ready, but they can use him when they need him. Uh, Andre Dillard, who is a first round pick. Jordan Mailata, who is going to be a Pro Bowl tackle in the future. If in my eyes, I think he, that he is going to be a Pro Bowl tackle in the future. He was a pretty good replacement for Jason Peters, who's going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, so this offensive line is coming together, even though most of them are hurt, which I think is really helping the offense more than you can see just by watching the game. Yeah. Last year has really helped your depth, even though if I were to say that to you last year, you'd be like, are you kidding me? It'd be kind of like that. At, yeah, last, year, last year, towards the end of the season, I was like, just let the young guys play because they're going to be the ones here next year, not the old guys. Yeah, you might at that point you're probably thinking you might as well just yeah let them play. All right, so let's take that leading up into tonight's game, where Tampa comes up to Philadelphia, and it's it already isn't looking good. I mean, Tampa is the defending Super Bowl champs. Their defense is insane. The linebackers are is probably the best linebacking court in the league. Yeah. Them along with the Cowboys, who are also up there in their linebacking core. Uh, their defensive line might be slow, but they are destructive. They can wreak havoc in the backfield. And especially on a young offensive line, that's going to be a tough, tough call for the offensive line. And it will be for the running backs. If they're going to try to run the ball, it's going to be hard because even if Miles Sanders can get past that first level, he's going to be going right into the best linebacking core in the league in Devin White, Shaq Barrett. They, they have some nasty linebackers in Tampa. Yeah. Your offense and your defense are definitely going to be in for a rough test tonight. Uh, although I think the, if Jalen hurts can start out throwing the ball, well, I think we might have a decent shot because uh, I think our offensive line is – I think our offensive line is solid. I think they're good enough to hold off their defensive line for long enough. Uh, the blitz is where it's going to be an issue because we don't really have a big uh, – we don't really have a big blocking running back to, for pass protection. So that's kind of an issue there. But I think our offensive line is solid enough that you can hold them. And Tampa's – secondary is suffering right now they have absolutely nobody sean murphy bunting's out for the season the only one they really have back there is antoine winfield other than that they're 
kind of hurting. So I think it's going to be a shootout, honestly, like a passing shootout, which is the kind of offense where you need to get everyone involved. Miles Sanders catching the ball out of the backfield, Kenny Gainwell, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard isn't playing. He's on the COVID list, so he's out for this game. But Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager, this is the game where you get everyone involved. And I think if they do get everyone involved, they can win it. I think you're good enough to make it interesting, but I think what the difference is going to be is the uh, the defensive line and the linebackers of um, – of Tampa Bay, I think it's really going to pressure Jalen Hurts into making quick throws and forcing him out of the pocket. I, I definitely think it won't be a blowout, but I, I think Tampa Bay is going to be able to pull it out just because they have a lot more experience. If the defense plays like they did against Carolina too, they, we have a pretty good shot. I think, like I said, Carolina, but Carolina's Carolina, offense yeah, it's, there's, versus the Buccaneers offense is very different, Tristan. You're comparing I Sam fully to agree with that. But I'm saying if they played like they did in the last game, then we have a shot. But then we might limit them to 30 points. This, this is going to be the issue here is we're only going to be able to run zone the entire game. Yeah. We can't run man. There is no way. With Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I don't think Gronk is playing in the game. Uh, but they still have O.J. Howard, who's a fast tight end. Uh, Cameron Brait, who's a big red zone guy for them. Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard coming out of the backfield. They have so many weapons that it's going to be a rough game. They have three number one receivers and the best quarterback in NFL history. And that's where the issue is, because if you run zone – on a quarterback like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees when he was playing, Pat Pat Mahomes right now, uh, they're going to pick apart a zone defense all night long. You're going to get batted up. Yeah, it's going to be terrible because in zone there's always holes and you just have to find the holes. And Antonio Brown is a veteran receiver. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to find the holes. Uh, Chris Godwin, who's a really good young receiver, he – He's a good deep man for him. He's the fastest guy they have, even faster than Antonio Brown. Mike Evans, one of the biggest receivers in the league. They're they're going to have a field day against the secondary. Yeah, it's it. I think Brady will definitely go for over three hundred yards this game. With that being said, though, the Eagles' defensive line I think has a pretty good shot. Tampa brought, is the only team that brought back all twenty-two. So their offensive line is good. Uh, the Eagles' defensive line is also pretty solid, in my opinion. Uh, I think Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox will wreak havoc on the interior. I think they'll make Tom Brady uncomfortable all night long because Tom Brady can't move well. He can only sit in the pocket. But he can get the ball out extremely quick. Yeah. That's the problem. I'm kind of excited for the game tonight. I'm not going to lie. We very highly may lose. but Highly may lose. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of messed up my words there. We have a very high chance of losing. Uh, yes. But I am going to go out on a limb here, and I'm, I'm going to be a bit of a homer. I'm not going to lie. And I'm going to pick the <laughs> Eagles. I, yeah, I just have – I'm going I, with the Bucs. I, I, I just, can't use the Eagles. I just have a uh, – I just kind of have a feel that I think, you know, sometimes a bad team will beat a good team 
and I feel like this might be our game. The Eagles, they've dealt with Tom Brady before, as we all know. Uh, although – Even yet a significantly better team, and also Tom Brady dealt with you guys at, over 10 years ago. Uh, so this, this defense is quite a bit different from when uh, we played them in the Super Bowl. But I'm – I don't know. I think we have a pretty decent shot and I think that we might be able to win this game. And that's why I'm going to pick the Eagles. I like the, I just have a little, little bit of a hunch. You're not supposed to go on a hunch, but I am in this one. I think we can win 35, 31. Um, I'm going to say 38, 21, which would be also be the highest amount of points we put up this season. Yeah. 35 uh no i'm saying you guys are gonna lose 35 21 i know i said we're gonna win 35 31 okay as i say like i'm I'm not choosing you guys yeah uh let's move on over to the washington kansas city game and if or you can need to like go in depth yeah i think absolutely smoked this is pat mahomes is gonna destroy your secondary they're another team that has too many weapons with yeah. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Miko Hardman, who is fast. He's insanely fast. Him and Tyreek Hill on the outsides, just no, no shot, no shot. I think like it'll be a high scoring game. I think our offense will be able to do well because the Chiefs defense kind of sucks. It's awful. The Chiefs yeah, defense is terrible. But it's going to be a high-scoring game. But when it comes down to it, if, like, Washington's offense versus Chiefs, you're going to choose the Chiefs. I mean, our secondary is going to get burnt. Tyree Kale, if he gets 200 yards, I really will not be surprised. Landon Collins is going to look like he's running with one leg, so. Yeah, it's – Yeah, we I both think... – let's just get this out of the way. We're both choosing Chiefs. Yeah. Choosing uh, Chiefs. I think, although – like, I think you guys are kind of in a similar situation like the Eagles were going against the Chiefs, where your yeah. offense will probably perform, but it's who's – I think the Chiefs have just a slightly better defense to the fact that they can hold you to a field goal where it's going to be harder for your defense to hold them to a field goal, if that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. Chris Jones is still over there. Uh, Legereus Sneed is a solid corner for them. They still have Tyran Matthew, so they still have a couple big name pieces on the back end, which but is where. Still, but their defense is still not great. It, yeah, their defense is still bad. Uh, with that, there there are a couple other things in the uh, around the league that we're going to talk about. So obviously, the Raiders are kind of in murky waters now. They were doing solid a little bit. Season. Yeah, they were doing really good in the season, and I'm kind of interested to see what they do for the rest of the season without John Gruden. Um, yeah, but when it comes down to it, he deserved to be fired. Um, the things he said, you, you, you can't say that. And it's extremely wrong to think things like that. But I want to go into where these emails stem from. So it may not like, this may seem weird, but 
it's linking back to Washington because these emails came about from the Dan Schneider and Washington investigations when they were looking into the team's culture. So I, a lot of these emails were sent to our former GM, Bruce Allen, which is very questionable. And to this day, there still hasn't been an official report that has been released about this situation. It was kind of like hush hush, like the ending of this. And it really raises a question, what else is the league possibly hiding in terms of this whole entire investigation and situation? It's really, it's really questionable because there is some really sketchy stuff going on. Apparently there's a report that came out that Washington um, offered financial um, compensation to a former employee that was sexually harassed. So could this lead to the investigation being reopened? Maybe, but it's definitely a murky situation. And I hope they force Dan Schneider to sell the, sell the team. It won't happen because we don't get nice things as Washington fans, but yeah, definitely an interesting situation in the league right now. Urban Meyer's happy though. I think that's a little bit more than just like getting good things as a Washington fan. Like that's also getting justice for what should rightly yeah. be done. Uh, Urban Meyer will probably not finish the season as the Jaguars head coach. Well, because it sucks. They're probably uh, going to go 0-17. I, I think Trevor Lawrence might have been an overrated first, first pick. He might be a Ryan Leaf type of player. I don't think he's as bad as Ryan Leaf, but I think – because look at the competition he played in college. The SEC is not a great comp or ACC is not a great conference. So he wasn't, he might've gone undefeated, which is hard to do in any, any league anywhere. Like winning football games continuously and not losing is hard to do no matter what college, NFL, high school, whatever. Uh, but the ACC is not as tough as of a competition as the SEC or the Big Ten, like he wasn't facing the best competition that there was. So picking, don't get me wrong, he's a good quarterback, obviously. He's the number one pick overall. He did beat Alabama in a championship game. So he has, he had the potential, he has the potential to be a great quarterback. But I think that he's not playing up to his standard and that he's playing, he's underperforming as the first overall pick. How many times have we seen quarterbacks that have looked amazing in college, Vince Young, come into the league and just not perform? And it's probably a very hard um, switch to go from, like, not losing in college. The last game he lost was, like, in high school, and it was only, like, a few games to going. He went undefeated through high school and college. Yeah, I saw that stat. He's only lost, like, a few times. It's it's definitely a tough transition is he a bust can we call it that no it's obviously early and there's obviously time to um to become better but he definitely is underperforming and there's a genuine chance he might break Peyton Manning's single season rookie interception record hey man Zach Wilson yeah which I thought even before the draft that Zach Wilson was an overhyped pick because again, he's coming out of a small school. He came out of BYU, and that's another team that doesn't face great competition. Yeah, the last um, o- 
overhyped quarterback who's chosen highly to come out of a small school is Daniel Jones, and we've seen how he hasn't performed. The, he's, I think he's done, he's done decent. He's not great, but I mean, he's still, he's right for the Giants, in my opinion. Uh, but they could use a better quarterback. He came out yeah. of Duke, right? Yeah. Is either Duke or Kentucky? I know it's one of the big basketball schools that really isn't known. It, for it was Duke. It was yeah. Because I thought he was Duke or Mizzou. No, Drew Locke came out of Mizzou that year. Yeah, Drew Locke was Mizzou. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, who was the guy who came out of West Virginia that season? Because those were the big three quarterbacks. It was Drew, was Locke. Drew Locke. Drew Locke went to Mizzou. Daniel Jones went to Duke. And... I thought Drew Locke was West Virginia. No. Drew Locke was Mizzou, and uh, the West. He got drafted by the Panthers that same year, and I can't think of his name off the top of my Is that head. Twenty nineteen draft? Uh, no, I think it was twenty eighteen. Man, it has been a long time since 19. then. I thought it was nineteen because. Is I remember he was one of the. It's 2019. Jo- Daniel Jones was drafted. Josh Allen, the linebacker, was drafted. Um, Dwayne Haskins. Will Greer. Will Greer. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yeah, Will Greer, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones. Wow, how those uh, how those quarterbacks turned out to be. Terrible quarterback draft class up to this point in. I'm going to switch quickly back to Washington. We just announced that and that we're going to um, retire Sean Taylor's 21 finally. I think that's a little overdue, but it is questionable, the timing, and a lot of people are calling this out that it's coming off of a controversy. And I'm not saying that they're doing this specifically for this reason, but are they doing this to try and take the attention away from the emails that were sent to um, Bruce Allen and the whole Dan- Daniel Schneider um, culture report. Is this kind of a cover-up or them trying to shift the attention away from this? So uh, that year was the year that Kyler Murray was drafted. He was drafted first overall. Nick Bosa, Devin White, Josh Allen went to Jacksonville, TJ Hawkinson, Devin Bush, that was a pretty good draft. Not for quarterbacks, though. Uh, yeah, because you guys drafted Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, don't remind me. So I don't. I actually don't think these were the same. Were these the same year? Yeah. Josh Jacobs was drafted that year. It's the same year. Noah Fant. Dang, this was a pretty good draft. Montez Sweat. Marquise Brown. A.J. Brown came out of there. Second rounder, Miles Sanders. Greedy Williams to Cleveland. Drew Locke, there it is, yeah. So this was the same draft. And J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Drafted over D.K. Metcalf. D.K. Metcalf. Y'all are stupid. Uh... So, yeah. Oh, you guys also got Terry McLaurin in that draft. Mm-hmm. I'm just going through, just looking through this draft class. Uh, 
so I have one more thing before we move on to the NHL and talk now that hockey's back. And this, I think, is something that we might actually have a slight disagreement on. I don't know where you stand on it, but I know where I stand on it. And question is, are the Cowboys for real? Um, I think they have a good offense. The whole Trayvon Diggs thing, I just think it's very possible he just could be at this point. Like, he's more of a flashy cornerback, and he's just been right player at the right time. Um, Until they beat, like, a genuine top 10 team in the NFL, I'll be a little hesitant. Um, They did beat the um, – chargers um but it was a very close game that could have gone either way um i need to look at their schedule so they they lost to the buccaneers by two they beat the chargers they beat the eagles they beat the panthers and they beat the giants only one of those teams you can really say is good two of them the cowboys or the buccaneers and the chargers they didn't beat the buccaneers though they put up a good fight though that was a 31 29 loss it doesn't you still didn't beat him you didn't beat him but i think like that's just uh you you were close to it because i they were pretty darn close they uh had a chance at the end of the game they have a game coming up against the chiefs if they do well in that and they have a game against the saints if they do well in those games i'll say okay it's a very possible chance they are for real because i still think there's some questions about their defense but it is to be seen but we saw this a lot with the Tony Romo Cowboys, especially. It looked really good early on and then just kind of fell off a cliff. So it's here's, it's here's my take. Here's my take on the Cowboys. The that offense, first off, Dak Prescott is overrated, overpaid. You can everyone can yell at me as much as they want right now. Tell us how uh, you feel, Tristan. But <laughs> Dak Prescott. If you put a average quarterback in an offense with Amari Cooper, like Jalen Hurts, Edie Lamb, and Michael Gallup, and then Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield with a good offensive line, I think no matter what you put Daniel Jones in that system, you put Jalen Hurts, you put Taylor Heineke, you put Trevor Lawrence in that system, Zach Wilson, those quarterbacks are going to perform. That offense. Not, I think Dak Prescott is a result of the good offense that they have around him. He has a star-studded cast around him. He is not worth $40 million in my eyes. I want to I see him on the Jaguars and tell me, put him with the Jaguars, and if he performs like he does with the Cowboys, then I will agree that he is a good quarterback. But Tristan, it, nobody it would do no, but no quarterback in the league would do good on the Jaguars. Even Tom Brady would struggle. That team stinks. That's not a we, good argument. Still have Mark. Okay, but my point is like the fact that everyone's saying Dak Prescott is elite MVP caliber. Like the people that he, they're that they're putting him up with with the Pat Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Lamar Jacksons of the world. These. Although I don't think Lamar Jackson is an elite quarterback. He's an elite runner. He's not an elite passer. He's an elite player, not an elite passer. That's yes. what I think. Uh, but 
I don't think Dak Prescott is an MVP caliber quarterback. He has a star-studded team around him that makes him look good and better than he is. So does uh, Patrick Mahomes. The plays Patrick Mahomes makes, though, are far better than the ones that Dak Prescott makes. Just Dak, because he's more Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes makes no-look passes, makes throws 50 yards bo- – 50-yard bombs on the run and makes it look like it's no issue at all. He, Do you remember that play from, I think it was two years ago, when they were playing the Broncos, and he was in the midst of being sacked, switched the ball to his left hand, and threw it to Tyreek Hill for a first down? That was a nice play. The plays that Patrick Mahomes pulls off are better than the plays that Dak Prescott pulls off. Yeah, and Tristan, Dak Prescott has third almost 1,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, three interceptions. I'm sorry, you cannot say that's not good. Yes, it depends. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm yes. just saying that he, the, he, is a, he is a product of the cast he is with. So was John, so was um, Joe Montana. He had a great cast. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, and you here, can say that about Tristan. So I, I wanted to start off there because I want to lead to this, into this, in the fact that, and I'll ask you first, do you think Dak Prescott can win a Super Bowl? No, I don't think okay. that. And that, that is where I'm getting with this, is Dak Prescott will never win a Super Bowl with the Cowboys. He, the Cowboys, if they do want to win a Super Bowl, they have about a three-year window. And that is because they have Amari Cooper getting paid 20 mil a year, uh, Ezekiel Elliott's getting paid 15 mil a year. Dak Prescott's paying, getting paid 40 mil a year. That is $75 million going to three players. Micah Parsons, in three to four years, you're going to have to re sign him. And if he plays the way he is now, which he's playing out of his mind right now as a rookie, if he keeps on playing the way he is, he's going to want a lot of money. Your Pollard's going to be coming up on a contract soon, and he might be a backup running back but he can still be making five to $6 million as a backup running back behind Zeke because he's such a good dual threat running back. And the fact that he can catch and run all at the same time, they have a good one to punch in the backfield there. And that's bad for the Cowboys in all actuality, when it comes to money, I think they have a three-year window to win a super bowl, but I don't think Dak can win a super bowl because I don't think he can lead the team through the playoffs. You saw what he did against the Packers a couple of years ago and how they weren't able to complete that. Granted, that was against Aaron Rodgers, who is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, I just don't see – and like you said, like the weakness of their schedule, their schedule isn't all that great. First off, they have the NFC East, six games, six <laughs> out of 17 games, and we all know how terrible they are altogether. Uh, so they – they have an easy schedule there. And then for this season, for example, the Broncos, not a great team. The Falcons, terrible team. The, the Vikings, game, average. Yeah, the next game, they're average at best. Uh, the Giants again. And even the Saints, I don't even think are all that great. They've actually surprised me this season. Jameis Winston is playing better than I thought he would. Uh but, when they get Michael Thomas back, they're going to be significantly better. Yeah. I have Michael Thomas in my IR slot in one of my fantasy leagues. So I have Debo Samuel and Michael Thomas. And then Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin. 
nasty wide receiver core, but uh, that's besides the point. So in my eyes, the Cowboys, not for real. They have a three-year window to win a Super Bowl, which they cannot do under Dak Prescott. He has paid too much money, and that's that's the one thing about Tom Brady. That's why Tom Brady was able to win so many Super Bowls is because he doesn't ask for too much money. He's getting paid $25 million right now. He can be getting oh, paid a lot more. Well, okay, look at Dak Prescott. He's getting paid 40. Because he's younger, Tristan. Patrick Mahomes is getting paid 50 million a year. Because he's younger. Tom Brady has, throughout his years, has taken pay cuts so that he can have a better team around him. He's taking pay cuts. But Tristan, back on the like whole thing, Dan Moreno never won a Super Bowl. He couldn't lead his team. Is he not a good player? He's still one of the best quarterbacks in history. And but my point is, you're saying that he wasn't with a great team, he couldn't lead his team. Dak Prescott has an amazing wide receiver core around him, all Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers. Who did Dan Marino have around him? Um, he had um, he had that guy, he had Don Shula, he had a coach, exactly. He had no, no offense. I can't say he didn't have no offense. He but he didn't have a good off. He made yeah. those plays better. He didn't have a great offense around him, and well, he's still a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Is, you don't need to lead a Super Bowl to be considered a good player. Is it possible for them to win a Super Bowl? Yes, but to, in order to do that, they need to get a better defense, and it's going to be hard to do that with all their money problems. But Jerry Jones, he he's probably going to pull another hundred million out of his, you know what? So. Uh, hang on one sec. So six mil, 10 mil for Tom Brady. That would be 18 mil, I believe. Yeah. 18 mil there. 2013, nine mil a year. Two year 41, which would be 20.5 mil a year. One year, $23 million. He's been paid – the most he's been paid was $18 million a year. Or $25 million a year right now, actually. And he – so he was taking pay cuts so that he could have a better team around. The only argument I have that would back you up there with that is the cap was less back – back then yeah so i don't know what the like what the deal would be there per capita if that makes sense uh so maybe you know 18 mil in 2010 was worth 40 mil now uh so i cannot attest to that right right now i'll i'll do my research on that next time we uh next time we come so that i can figure it out uh and i'll have that back there but I just want to see what your take on what the if the Cowboys are real. Because in my opinion, I don't think they are. They have a three-year window to win the Super Bowl. They have a three-year window to win. And if they don't, they're done for a while because they're going to be in absolute cap cap hell. That's going to be terrible. They're going to be like what the caps are right now. It's going to be <laughs> terrible for them. If under the Cavs, a much more happier topic. We had yeah, our we, first game last night, and we whooped the Rangers five to one. And 
Congratulations to Ovi. He had four points last night with two goals. Ovi and he went passed, off. He passed Marcel Dion, and he's fifth all-time in goals right now. He is on pace to break Gretzky's record by the end of the year. It's been one game there, pal. It doesn't matter. It's a funny stat. Uh, yeah, because that'd be, what, 160 goals? Two goals yeah, per that, game? If he had that season, oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, Ovi went off. Uh, we looked really good. We had a lot of high opportunity chances. We weren't just throwing the puck at the net like we were last year. We looked we looked a lot faster than we did last year in the playoffs. Maybe it's because we had a lot of injuries, um, a lot of injuries that were nagging that we weren't able to take care of. But our youngsters, um, there's a young guy on defense, number 42. He looked great on defense and LaPierre. He's a center. He got his first um, NHL goal last night. He looked really well, good as well. So if we can keep up this play, then maybe I might change my mind of how I think things are going to turn out. Uh, yeah, you guys played really well last night. Uh, let's look at – and then another one I wanted to talk about was uh, the Kraken in their first game, who started out not looking so hot. But they did end up coming back, and they made it an interesting game going into the third period. Uh, they scored their first ever goal in history with uh, – who was it? Ryan Donato, first ever goal in history. Uh, so I think – but they were playing the Vegas Golden Knights, which actually I thought was a pretty cool first matchup for them. Yeah. And the fact that it was uh, the two, two newest teams playing each other. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty cool matchup to have for the first game of the season or second game of the season. Uh, but yeah, it was a four, three loss. So it was a pretty, pretty close game for Seattle's first ever game who Seattle's starting out on a really long road trip because their, uh, their arena isn't done yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're coming to Philly for Monday. They play, which is the return of Dave Hackstall to Philadelphia. Uh, Whenever I hear that name, I always think of Ron Hextall. I always think they're brothers, but they're not. Uh, did you see the Pittsburgh game? No. Pittsburgh. I, I don't go out of my way to watch Pittsburgh. Went all lights out on Tampa. They won six to two. Oh, my. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Carter was a huge addition for Pittsburgh, and he's going to have to lead them if Pittsburgh wants to stay in a conversation for a playoff race with Sidney Crosby and Malkin being out for a couple months at the beginning of the season. It's the only way Pittsburgh stands a chance is if they can still produce enough offense with their two top offensive producers out. Back on the Caps game, did you hear before that game that, oh, Washington's going to have to answer the bell and all that to talk about Ryan Reeves versus Tom Wilson? Did you hear about all that crap? No, but I mean, I thought the Rangers were going to win. I did too for a little bit, but yeah, there was this idea that we had to answer the bell, even though last year we had a game where we fought them like six times in the first few minutes. That remember that game, and yeah, I just thought it was a little ridiculous that this idea that the Caps had to answer the bell, we had to fight, and it would have kind of played more into the game. But yeah, great game by the Caps. Vitek Vanacek, he looked really good. He only let in one. Um, 
one goal, and the one goal was a very weird deflection. So, which is actually, which is actually a uh, pretty good because usually a hockey season starts out with like all sorts of high scoring games because not all the like the team's defense and goalies aren't in sync yet. So for the first couple of weeks, it's like super high scoring, like six, five games, four, three games like that. Uh, so the our fact that he was able to hold him to one goal. Yeah. Our defense was able to limit a lot of high percentage chances. Uh, the Flyers start out on Friday against Vancouver, presuming Carter Hart will start, uh, which we would love to see. Uh, and I mean, I'm just kind of, I'm, the biggest thing I'm really waiting to see is just how the defense works in front of Carter Hart. Cause we, we know what Carter Hart went through last season, absolute terrible defense in front of him. And that was just his downfall all last season was we gave up the most high, high opportunity chances in the league. Uh, and Carter Hart was just kind of getting left out to dry the entire season. Uh, so I'm excited for when we actually do play so we can actually dive into the games and talk about the games. Uh, but other than that, that's really – who do you guys play next? So you guys had the Rangers yesterday. I think we play the Lightning. Which is going to be a tough matchup because it's – yeah, you guys have Tampa. We play the Lightning on Saturday then the Abs on Tuesday. That's two rough games. And then we have an easy matchup against the Devils. I think the Devils are going to be better than they, they look. Yeah, but we beat them every single time we played them last year. That was last year. Just remember that. Because remember, think be better because it's kind of hard to get worse from there, but I think we'll beat them. Remember, Tampa got swept the next year they won the Stanley Cup. And the it's, vice versa has happened for a lot of Stanley Cup teams. So it's hard to it's hard to judge based on last year. Although you kind of have to do that. Oh, what's your um What's your take on hockey going back to ESPN? Um, I didn't get a chance, like to just like just make like thoughts. Not. I think it's good. Um, even though like Stephen A. Smith, when it comes to hockey, I, I think he's. It's gonna be fun cool. watching them try to uh, try to talk. Yeah, about I think he's pretty clueless. Um, I actually enjoyed TNT's coverage, like for the most part. Even though there was a few moments where I was kind of mad, like during. Um, Washington's goals where we scored two goals in 24 seconds. For some reason, they had Gretzky talking in the top left for no apparent reason. They just left him there for a while. But going, um, hockey going back to ESPN, it'll definitely be interesting to see what their takes are because Stephen A. Smith has had some terrible takes in the past, whether it's this whole Kyrie Irving thing that's going on now. On sports, he knows. Yeah, on, and then... The whole Shohei Otani thing where he says you can't be the face of baseball if you have to have an interpreter. So it should be interesting to see some of the takes he has. I think e- hockey going back to ESPN is huge for the sport overall. Yeah. Uh, because ESPN is – Huh? And it's on TNT now. Yeah. I, I don't think TNT will have as big of a impact as ESPN, and that's why I'm just focusing on ESPN. Uh. But I think it being on ESPN is huge for the sport and huge for the expansion of the sport because hockey, I think, is one of the most underrated pro sports right now, even though it's part of the big four. Uh, it's 
probably the most underrated of the sports because of the fact that it doesn't get as much attention as the other sports do like hockey or not hockey, football, basketball, baseball, which is obviously America's pastime. Uh, so the fact that it's going to go, that it's going back to ESPN and that they're, they're going to be covering hockey and ESPN is the biggest sports coverage network that there is. So bringing hockey there would be huge for the sport, for people to be able to watch it more, get more to pay attention, be able to pay attention to it more and see more what's going on. I think it's going to be huge for the growth of the game. And I'm really excited to see how the, uh, how the game, how hockey expands from there and like the fan base, especially with the fact that they just added a new team too. So you have an entirely new team fan base plus going into ESPN and TNT at the same time. And I'm just, I think that's a, uh, a big win for NHL. Yeah, definitely is really great for the game. Uh, with that, let's transition over to baseball before we do that. Uh, the, the NHL, like now that it's getting kicked off and we're going into going into the season, we're going to have a lot more to talk about with games and everything. Cause there are three to two, three, four games a week on for the Flyers and the Caps every week. So that that's going to be a lot to talk about. And it's I'm excited to talk about hockey because it's, that's all Philadelphia fans have really to look to right now is them in the 76ers. Yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year we have. We have the World Series, we have hockey, and we have football. Yeah, it's... Best time of the year. And then Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, it's the best time of the year. Uh. But yeah, let's let's transition now over to the MLB playoffs. And man, were we wrong? Wow, we suck. We, we were terrible. <laughs> we we were could, horrible. We could potentially after tonight have all the uh, have all of our teams out. You say our not our World Series predictions. Yeah, so, it'd be it'd be funny if it happens. Tampa Bay and Boston. Honestly, I'm not entirely surprised at that uh, at that series. I expected Tampa Bay to win, but I expected Boston to put up a good fight. And I said in the last episode that Boston would put up a good fight. Uh, and they did. They won the series three to one. Uh, they had pretty good potential after beating the Yankees in the wild card. And Boston looks hot right now. They look like they have a pretty good shot. I hope they don't win it, but... Oh, yeah, you're a Yankees fan. Yeah. Uh, I really don't have any grudge against whoever wins right now, uh, except for the Braves. I don't want the Braves to win. Yeah, I don't either. I really don't want them to win. That would just be absolutely ridiculous. And we'd never hear the end of it from one of our friends, Debra. Uh The Houston Astros series and the White Sox series... Again, not really a huge surprise to me, although I didn't think the Astros would win. It wasn't a surprise to me either, but one of the, I really suck at picking. I thought my Stanley Cup predictions were bad. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, my, my bracket might be thrown away tonight. Houston uh, Houston just had been kind of quiet all all night which or all year right which, all season yeah it, like yeah which is where i was but nobody's really talked about them really yeah so i wasn't really huge on do you remember like seven years ago when houston was awful mm-hmm. like I, it's just same with the white Sox. like it's weird to think about 
that some of these teams were terrible like seven years ago. I miss when the Astros were bad. Tampa. I do like the trash can jokes. That's always fun. Tampa, the White Sox, Houston, and Milwaukee, all terrible teams. And now they're all fighting. Well, the White Sox, Tampa, and Milwaukee aren't fighting anymore because they've lost. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's just weird to think about. Like a couple years ago, these teams could not do anything. Uh, and then the Braves in the Milwaukee series absolutely surprised me. The I I have no words, honestly. Yeah, I I thought the Brewers were gonna be good and actually win it, but no, that did not. I, the only thing that I'm not really like that kind of had me going that maybe the Braves would win was that uh was the fact that the Brewers offense was kind of quiet. And uh like Christian Yelich, since he was in that MVP race. He hasn't he really. Yeah. yeah, he kind of disappeared. He hasn't been known for his hitting anymore. So that yeah, him and Bellinger have done pretty much the same exact thing after that MVP race. They fell off a cliff. Yeah, uh, Colton Wong was the highlight of the Brewers in my book for, uh, yeah, for the season. And then tonight is San Fran, LA. We both have the Giants winning. We both need the Giants to win so that yeah, we, we didn't need, get everything yeah. wrong. Because uh, I also had the White Sox winning, beating the Astros, going to the C- uh, a- ALCS. Uh, but yeah, I'm think I, I think I hope the Giants win. I could see the Dodgers winning now. Dodgers are are insane altogether. They have so many good starting pitchers. They're they're a ridiculous team. I hope they don't win because. If they do win, we're going to obviously have not predicted a single. We're going to have to retire. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why we're armchair. Yeah. Uh, but with that, I that's all I have. Is that all you have? That's all I got. All right. So uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, we love doing this, and we're going to keep on doing this. We do this every week. Usually comes out Friday morning. Uh, you guys can send us questions, comments, all that stuff at blinthedc at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us and DM us on Instagram at blinthedc. And we wanted, we kind of, so we haven't really gotten any questions, uh, but I want to bring questions on here to discuss to, just to kind of add a little bit more uh, towards like at the end of the show, maybe do maybe do like a little question questionnaire area, which I think would be fun. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, go follow us on Instagram, email us questions and comments and stuff. And with that, I think we're going to end here and we will see you next week. Okay.